0: Hello everybody, it's Cory Poirier here, founder of Blue Talks. Really excited to have a brand new episode here to share with you. For this episode, wanted to share this Blue Talk which was filmed and recorded live in San Diego back in October of 2019 and features Jennifer Filson. I hope you enjoy Jennifer's talk and her amazing insight and the way she talks about dance in relation to your personal and professional life. Hope you enjoy. <laughs>
1: that I have two passions. I have the marketing agency, which is the passion that keeps a roof over my head and food on the table. And I have a dance business, which is the hobby that pays for itself, but it also nourishes my soul. And together, they create a beautiful life for me. I cannot imagine life without both passions. And I'm also very lucky that my husband shares these passions with me. He works with me in my marketing agency, and he also owns the West Coast Swing Dance Company with me. And about once a week, we will go out dancing at a local bar and dance to live music. And we live in Monterey, California, where it's a lot of tourists come and see us. And so they'll see us dance in this bar, and they'll say, wow, you guys are pretty good. I wish I could dance like that. But usually someone says, I have two left feet. Every time I hear someone say, I have two left feet, I am reminded of my own journey because I was not born a a good dancer. When I was little and all the other little girls that I knew had the cute little tutus and the cute little ballet slippers, um, they were going to dance class. and me, I was too shy to go to dance class. What I preferred to do was to dance in my living room. I lived in one of those 1970s houses with the sunken living room. Do you remember those? Yeah. Right? And the TV is right here. And then behind me is the wide step that I would call my stage. And I would get up on my stage and I'd mimic the glamorous variety show dancers that I saw on the screen, just doing my own thing. By age six, I declared, I'm going to be a rock star. I totally envisioned myself up on the stage singing and dancing with my name in bright lights behind me. This is a picture of me at my 5th grade talent show, <laughs> singing, pointing to the proverbial name and lights, Jenny Filson. <laughs> I've always been kind of a dreamer. At age 15, I started moving toward the dream of being a rock star. And what happened was, in high school, I had the opportunity to audition for an elite vocal ensemble. Problem was, is that I also had to audition dancing. And I didn't have any formal dance training whatsoever. So I knew that if I wanted to do this dream of mine, I needed to combat my fuse and just go for it. Now at 15 years of age, I'm thinking, oh, I'll be in the same jazz class as all my girlfriends, right? No, 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 they were so far advanced and skilled that they were way ahead of me. I had to join the jazz class with the seven-year-olds, who both literally and figuratively danced circles around me. It was quite awkward. But there was something about dance that just kept me going week after week, month after month, year after year, and I never stopped dancing. It was a combination of all the friendships that I made and how my body felt so strong and limber and how I had to wrap my head around difficult choreography and the music. The music was always so good. So I just kept going. Now fast forward to my 30s. I'm at a local jazz studio and I have the opportunity to become a teacher for the first time because the owner of the studio went on maternity leave. So I volunteered to teach, and oh my gosh, I loved it. I discovered that I loved teaching dance. And then shortly after that, I learned partner dancing. So I went and took salsa lessons and ballroom lessons, and then I went to West Coast Swing, and that was where I was like, this is my dance. I love West Coast Swing. It captured my imagination and my heart. So. that's what i've been doing as far as my dance career right but what have i been doing professionally well i've been developing my life professionally as in sales and marketing person so i started at age six i was selling all the baked goods at the bake sale table for my parents hobbies and i was listening to zig ziglar tapes from age six but if you want to be good in business and marketing you also need to do like you do with dance you need to take lessons You need to practice your skills. And so I go to conventions and I go to trainings. I even teach marketing and sales to people. So in 2018, I went to a convention and there was a keynote speaker. His name is Johnny Campbell. And he got up in front of the crowd and he says, if you want to close more deals, you need the three C's, clarity, confidence, and certainty. For when you clearly deliver your message and you confidently deliver it, then the audience will be certain as to what the next steps are. And it really hit me. I was like, wow, that's that's really cool, the three C's. But why does that sound so familiar to me? That's what I need from my leader on the dance floor. I need him to clearly lead the move. I need him to confidently lead it so I, as a follower, know where I'm supposed to go, down the slot. I thought, wait a minute. If the three C's apply to business and dance, what about the three T's? You see, I have evolved into becoming a dance judge. And so when I'm judging a dance contest and I'm looking at a crowded dance floor of couples. I'm judging based off of the three T's. Timing, technique, and teamwork. The winning couple has great timing to the music. They also have excellent footwork and body flight technique and they work together as a unit versus working against each other. I was like, wait a minute, that's what a business needs as well. You need to have excellent timing to market, you need to have beautiful technique that goes into the development of your products and services and your team needs to work together as a unit. And that's when it struck me, oh my gosh, if all these things apply to both dance and business, everything I teach on the dance floor totally goes to business as well. Confidence, trust, showmanship, etiquette, stretching, discipline, all of that. It's amazing. And that is when I decided to write my book, What Dancing Taught Me About Running a Successful Business. Now, if anyone accuses me of having an agenda, I will admit, I do, and it's a two-part agenda. The first part of my agenda is, I want to remove the mystique and intimidation fear factor around dance for non-dancers. There are so many people who say I have two left feet and they are scared to even try. And so if I talk about it in familiar terms like we do with business, because we all have to work, right? Then maybe you can possibly talk yourself into going to dance class and getting this into your body so you can also apply it at work. The other agenda that I have is to remove all negative stigmas against boys and men who dance. (coughs) Boys and men who dance are not sissies. These are skilled athletes. People like Patrick Swayze, Mikhail Baryshnikov, Gene Kelly. They are definitely amazingly talented athletes. And let me tell you something. Any guy that can dance is worth his weight in gold. Just go to any party with live music, and look at the guy who can dance, and there is a line of women waiting to dance with this guy at the next song, right? So what I'd like to do next is talk about three terms that we use in dance that we also can use in business, so you can take it with you and apply it in your own life. Sound good? Yes. Okay, cool. The first one is attitude. Attitude is actually a leg position where the leg is at a 45 degree bend. You can have it in front, you can have it in back, you can have an attitude spin, an attitude turn, an attitude kick. As long as that leg is bent, right? But also too, in order to get up on the stage, you need a larger than life attitude. You need to articulate all of your movements so everybody in the back row can see what you're doing. And it's more than just that, too. It's also having the attitude of pushing through the pain, the sweat, the tears, of wrapping your head around that choreography and perfecting your dance so you can have a glorious three-minute performance on stage. But also, too, think about it. We need a positive can-do, will-do attitude at work, too, don't we? And we can all spot when we go into a business where the attitude is not so great. Imagine that time that you went and you tried to order a coffee to your specifications and maybe you got an eye roll or someone told you, no, no, can't do that, not in the policy. That kind of attitude is going to get you some one-star reviews. But when you have a can-do, will-do attitude and your team has great morale and they're just doing everything they possibly can to provide a beautiful, positive customer service experience. That is a palpable, beautiful, positive energy attitude that the customers feel. And not only the customers, but your vendors and your rainmakers also feel that positive attitude. So attitude. The next topic I want to talk about is commitment. But before I start talking about how it applies to dance, I want to set it up with a little bit of a story. In Monterey and Carmel, we have a lot of dance students who are baby boomers. And a lot of them are very happy to be single. They're not interested at all in being in a committed relationship. But every year, I like to call a theme. And this particular January, the very first class of the year, I said, hey, everybody, this year's theme is going to be commitment. And I heard several audible groans like, oh, my god. And one guy proceeded to start walking out of the class. I'm not talking about commitment in relationships, I'm talking about commitment from one side of the body to the other. You see when I commit fully weight, full weight to my one side of my body, my nose is over my toes, I am therefore able to lift my leg just as these guys are doing here in this picture. They have to fully commit their weight to their left side so they can pick up their right foot. But if you are split weight, your nose is not over your toes and your nose is going straight down, you now form a bridge and it's very difficult for you to lift the leg and move forward or backward or sideways. You become a bridge and you become stagnant and everyone can pass you by. It's not until you fully commit your weight that you can therefore progress forwards or backwards or sideways. Interestingly enough, same thing with business, right? When we fully commit, we are committed to developing our team. We are committed to providing a wonderful, positive experience for our clients. We are committed to taking good care of our vendors and our rainmakers. So everyone is feeling like we're in a committed relationship, like a marriage. We're all in, right? And it provides a beautiful experience. Because I'll tell you something. If your business is not fully committed, then they also form a bridge and they remain stagnant, and they are not able to go forwards or even sideways, and the competition passes them by. Commitment. The third one is follow through. Now, for those of you who are not dancers, you probably see follow through a lot in sports, such as anyone tossing or throwing a ball or swinging a club. You know that you need to fully commit and follow through to throw that ball for the trajectory to go at the pitch and distance that you want it to go, right? If you only do the follow through halfway, it kind of doesn't, not only does the ball not travel far, but it also looks disjointed, right? Same thing in follow through and dance. I need to make certain that I articulate all the way out to my fingers and all the way out to my toes as I do a movement, right, as opposed to, It looks disjointed. And then guess what it also looks like? It looks like I lack of confidence. Well, same thing in business. When you are fully committed, you need to put the cherry on top by following through. You need to make sure that you call the customer like you said you would. Keep those appointments like you promised you would. Deliver those products and services as you said you would do so. That follow through is so important. Otherwise, your business looks disjointed and that you lack confidence. Do you see how all these terms apply to business? Isn't that cool? Well, I'll bet you some of you have hobbies that have similar terms that apply to business, right? So here's, here's a couple that I thought of. How many of you have ever done martial arts? Martial arts, excellent, Taekwondo, Jiu Jitsu, et cetera. All right, if you want to dominate on the competition floor of the martial arts, you need <coughs> balance speed, and strategy. Yes? Well guess what you need in business? Your business also needs to be well-balanced, you need to operate with speed, and you definitely need to be strategic in order to dominate the competition. And how many of you like to play video games? Anyone playing video games? Excellent. Yes, when you want to win the $3 million prize at the video game competition, right? You need to have focus, and problem-solving skills, And dedication to hours of practice there are several practices that go on therapy practice medical practice dental practice engineering practice law practice and they need to have focus problem-solving skills and yes dedication to hours of practice so that's what I thought was so cool so here's my wish for you my wish for you is that the next time you hear someone say, I have two left feet, or even if you say it yourself, I have two left feet. I hope that you'll remember my journey, how I went from zero to hero and now an instructor on the dance floor. So if I can do it, you can do it. My also my other wish for you is that if you combine the three T's in your business and make certain That your client experience has the three C's, and you sprinkle in some great attitude, excellent commitment, and all the way follow through, your business will be poetry in motion.
0: You can learn more about Jennifer Felton at jenniferfiltsen.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bluetox Podcast. Remember to visit us at Bluetox.com for more information about our book series, which you can also find on Amazon, Uh, more information about our live virtual events, which take place typically on Facebook and Zoom and YouTube, or you can also uh, find the, the live videos on YouTube, or again, Bluetox.com. So thanks so much for joining us today. And finally, I wanted to remind you that this episode was brought to you by The Book of Why and How, which you can find at thebookofwhy.com. Thank you, everyone. Have a magical day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.